Hey everyone, thank you for joining the Pastor Resources Podcast. Hope you enjoy the reading of our latest article. Four Ways to Help Your Teens Disconnect from Social Media and Spend Time with God It's no surprise that students need to spend daily time alone with God. And it's also no surprise that a student's relationship with God can improve if they would just spend some time cultivating that relationship through reading the Bible and praying. The majority of our youth leaders regularly encourage students to do just that and probably spend a minimum of an entire message series a year talking to kids about the importance of reading the Bible and praying. But we know that students aren't really focusing on doing it, at least not with any real consistency. Most of us probably aren't spending the time reading and praying either. A survey by LifeWay Research suggests that only 19% of Protestant Christians say they read their Bible daily, and only about 14% say they read it about once a week. And what makes the results even more staggering is that these are adults. So you can probably imagine that the number of students reading the Bible is even lower. It can be a tough sell to tell and to convince someone to spend time with someone they can't hear or see. We know the transformative power of time in God's Word. So what if we came up with more compelling reasons to move students in the direction of participating in these spiritual disciplines? We've come up with two reasons that take time spent alone with God beyond the primary objective of simply getting to know Him, time with God. Number one, helps teenagers to know themselves. And number two, helps teenagers experience authentic and real community. In other words, what if we told students that quiet reflection would make them better at life and better at relationships? Now that's a compelling reason for students to get along with God. Why? Well, it's because students already want and need these things. They want to know and like themselves and understand who they are and why they are the way they are. But that's not all. They want real friendships and real community. They want to know where and how they fit in the world around them. And this makes sense because God wired them with those needs. But this generation is attempting to get these needs met in a way no other generation has before, through technology. Somewhere along the way, this generation has been sold a lie that their desire to know themselves and be better at life is best met through technology. In an effort to fill that need, students find themselves constantly connected Technology is with them all the time. They are connected so often they no longer know how to be alone. And that's because they aren't ever alone. 
even when they are physically by themselves, they are mentally held hostage by what's happening on their phone or computer. And even if technology is a good thing, which in a lot of ways it is, constant connection is not a good thing. In fact, we're learning that constant connection is the biggest barrier to forming both a well-rounded sense of identity and creating a self-sense of community. How? Because teenagers have a three-dimensional need to know themselves and to know others, they are using a two-dimensional thing to meet it. The good news is students know their needs are legit even if they haven't put it into words, meaning we don't need to create a felt need when it comes to trying to get teenagers to spend time developing those spiritual habits because every teenager already wants a better sense of who they are and how they fit in. We're just trying to show them there's a better way to get that need met than through technology which is leaving them less satisfied than where they started. So what can we do to show students that a quiet time can not only help them to know God, but it can help them better understand who they are and how they fit in? Number one thing is make it attainable. Our oldest child is learning how to read, so our lives right now are sitting and going through the painful, slow, but necessary stages of sounding out each and every letter about a dozen times before the word comes together, it's challenging for everyone involved. And when he sees more than three sentences on the page, he's totally overwhelmed. So we'd be terrible parents if, as he's tackling a level one reader, we presented him with a copy of War and Peace and said, we'll start on this tomorrow. <laughs> Not helpful, right? It wouldn't make any sense, and it would make our son feel totally demoralized. But for a lot of teenagers, that's what we're doing. We are beginning to work on their spiritual lives. They are beginning to work on their spiritual lives learning how to do this whole God thing, and we've set the bar for having 20 minutes of quiet reflection every day, reading through the Bible in a year, or and fasting once a month. <laughs> it's insane. We need to start where our students are. Are they currently doing nothing? Set an attainable goal. Read your Bible once a week. Set aside 10 minutes. Are they already reading their Bible every day? Well, then if they are, encourage them to go one step further. If we have students who aren't doing anything at all, what we could teach them to do is simply be quiet. Even if they aren't reading their Bible yet, encourage them to turn their phones off for 30 minutes. That's it. Have them turn their phones off when you meet for small groups. Make it simple. Make it attainable. Give them a step that they can achieve. Number two, if you've ever been on an airplane, then you know that before taking off, there's a safety procedure the flight attendants walk through. Now, 
they would be terrible at their job if they told you, you need to find an oxygen mask and an exit, but I'm not going to show you or tell you how. Here's the reason they point out the exit rows and the overhead compartments where the oxygen masks are stored, because they know just telling people what they need to do isn't helpful if they don't give you the tools you need to do it. The same is true of our students. Find resources you feel comfortable passing along to your teenagers. That's a great place for them to start on this journey of spending time alone with God. In other words, don't just tell them to spend time with God. Give them the tools to make that time with God happen. The objective is to eliminate as many barriers as possible that's keeping them from attaining this goal. Giving them something takes away the excuse of, I don't know how to do it. Number three, make it communal. The popular diet, Whole30, which cuts out all bread, sugar, and more, is miserable if you do it alone. And even then, it's still kind of miserable. But if you do it with someone else, it's not bad. Same principle applies with students. If you want your student to just begin to turn off their phones, make a small group commitment with your family or, or, or family community. Have everyone turn off their phone at the dinner table or every Tuesday night from 8 to 8.30, even if everyone's at different places. We agree to turn off our phones to spend time quietly. This helps the feeling teenagers have about missing out on everything that's going on in social media. When they know others are also giving up their phones at the same time, this helps ease the feeling teenagers have about missing out on everything that's going on on social media. When they know others are also giving up their phones at the same time, you know, you could go through a book together or create a sense of community and accountability. Then other people are involved. There is more skin in the game. Number four, make a plan. Help your teenagers land on a time of day and make a place where they can consistently begin to make space in their new habit. But don't stop there. There are things that are keeping students from disconnecting in order to have time alone with God. You can help guide them through identifying whatever is holding them back and then help them navigate these issues so that spending time with God is more likely. What are the biggest hang-ups for doing this? Are they afraid of missing out? Is it boredom? What can you do this week? to help your student combat these things and help walk them through it. How does your phone or not having time alone help with these feelings? Could you imagine telling your student that there's a better way to get to know themselves? Can you imagine telling your student that there's a better way to get to know themselves? That there's a better way to like themselves? that there's a better way to know they are loved and that they are enough. 
that if they spend time alone with God, disconnect from everything and everyone else, they will find greater peace about who they are and who God made them to be. What if we told our teenagers, and they believed, that what God says about them helps them rise above their insecurities and their current social status? Imagine teaching them that time with God can be the road of true friendship. Not just having a sense of friendship because they know themselves better. Imagine this generation of students being taught and believing that they will never overcome their doubts and fears about who they are on social media. Imagine them knowing and believing that surfing the web is not the same thing as having a space to yourself to meditate that it doesn't provide the space for self-reflection. What if they started believing that the best place to begin to be whole was spending time alone in God's Word? What if they believe that's where they could find themselves and find their identity? That would be a game-changer. Rodney and Sarah Anderson are a husband and wife writing team with a combined 20-plus years in ministry, service, and experience. Through their in-depth knowledge of ministry and passion for faith, the Andersons inspire ministries, parents, and teens to engage in their faith and start meaningful conversations. One way the Andersons promote meaningful conversations is through their co-author devotion, Wired, that's Orange Publications, which aims to show middle and high schoolers that by spending time alone with God and disconnecting from the noise of social media, they will better understand who they are and find peace with who God made them to be. Are you prepared and wired to be a parent of a teen? Take the Wired Parent Quiz to find out more. The Andersons live in Roswell, Georgia with their two boys, Asher and Pace. For more information, please visit www.orangebooks.com. Thanks again for listening to the Pastor Resources Podcast. To read all of our articles, head over to pastorresources.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more articles and special interviews.